Welcome to Wrestling is Hard, where every side is the dark side of the ring. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at hard4wrestling. Email us questions and complaints at wrestlingishard at gmail.com. I'm Jim. Brandon, you're actually here this week. Welcome back. Yay. Immediately goes on mute? or He's a little rusty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm back. What's going on, guys? True I to am form. Rusty, you're true right? to form. Yeah. Go ahead. We're, we're, uh, this is early morning for me because I'm unemployed, so I've been sleeping in. Round of applause for thank free you, man, thank you. for freedom. Yep, so yeah, last Tuesday, I guess it was, a week ago, typing away in uh, Google Sheets, and I get this, like, all of a sudden I get kicked out of the system, and I just went, Oh, didn't say a word to me. I didn't know it was coming. I'm like, I yelled upstairs and I was like, Sydney, today might be the day <laughs> that I, I immediately got off my computer, went on the couch, fired up the Xbox. And I'm like, let me just wait for this HR call. So that was it. Simple day. And uh, I was celebrating for about two hours. And I was like, uh, well, like, we'll be good for the rest of the year. Should be good. And I got my uh, severance and I'm like, oh, oh, fuck, we better. <laughs> better start applying so that's what i texted you guys and i was like all right uh i think i got some other stuff to figure out tonight so how's the seven uh, it's a crazy crazy not day great, not, not bad not bad okay. uh it, like it was basically like had i gotten fired in march i would have got the same as if i got fired last week so i'm good for a little while but uh who know who the fuck knows? <laughs> I, knows I thought, I was gonna be, I thought 2022 it. was going to be uh, free free roll, but not the case. So, oh, but anyway, we're good. We're good, man. Good, good, good times. Chris, how are you? I'm fantastic. I'm, I'm already ready to run out the back door and into my pool. Nice. It's so a million fucking degrees outside nice. already, and it's eleven o'clock in the morning in the uh, Philadelphia area, and it's uh, fucking hot as balls. I was out at like eight o'clock running Home Depot, and it was fucking hot. Yep. I went outside. I saw a breeze happening out there. My my bamboo out in my yard was swaying, and I stepped outside, and it was like a dragon was farting on me. So fucking <laughs> hot. But there you go. So I'm not even I'm not even stopping. I'm gonna have the door open, the door to the yard open. I'm just gonna walk. Right into Speed the water. walk. Speed walk. You know, with the wiggly hips. Yeah. The uh, yep. I have to go up to work because the uh, you ready for this rundown of things that happened over the weekend. So the okay. air conditioner con- condensation is leaking all over the floor. That means either the condensation pipe has to be blown out with an air gun or whatever. Someone decided, oh, well, there's a couple decideds. So uh, <laughs> the uh, hand dryer in the back bathroom, the button is ripped off. Someone must have been pissed it wasn't hot enough, and they just... <laughs> the toilet... Seems reasonable. The toilet is off. In the front bathroom, it's just hanging. Exposed sewer pipe. Smells good in there. I just took oh the board of health God. test, and they were like, if you ever smell, if, you, if you're exposed to sewage, you have to close. Close immediately. Okay? And the hand sink is just leaking water all over the fucking place. So there you go. That's, my, that's what I get to deal with after I'm off here. I get to go out in this 100-degree weather, hop on my scooter, in long pants and the long shirt, ride to work. Let's <laughs> see what the fuck's going on. Good time. Self-determination, ladies and gentlemen. It's not always what it's cut out to be. Brandon, what was, I, 
Well, if you're looking for a day labor to take a look at that toilet, I know somebody that's uh, <laughs> unemployed and look for a couple bucks. So. He's into uh, Rat Kings. Chris, thoughts? No, I was going to say, um, we just got done talking about this before uh, before we were recording. It's, uh, you know, you buy a house, and now you're responsible. There's something to be said. Self-determination. To say, excuse me, landlord, can you fix this? Yes. <laughs> you don't have to handle that shit yourself. Well, that's the, that's the catch with me. My partners are uh, HVAC guys and plumbers, so I reached out to them, and I'm like, yeah, this is happening. Response I got was... We're all backed up. It's happening to everybody at once. So I was like, <laughs> well, mm. I want to go in there, and I got a guy coming in because there's a beer delivery happening. But if it's if it's really bad, the toilet, I'm just I got to be closed until they fix it. What's going on with it? It's it's, it's completely legit. separated. It's from off the, the mooring. Ground. Like it's completely off the mount. It's Ugh. on it. It's like hang. I tried to like readjust it, and get it on there. You know, I've I've dealt with uh, people yeah. destroying toilets. It looks like like a rhinoceros sat on it. Like someone definitely took a shit in there because there's a shit stain in there, but it's sideways. Oh, nice. So I don't know if I can flush it or not. So I don't want to clean it. I'm leaving this to the plumber. That's it. What am I gonna do? They're used to it. It's fucking infuriating. Like I can't, I got a text Sunday night. And I'm just like chilling. I was like legit. You know when you're sitting on a couch, you're on your phone, and you slowly slide down the couch where you're like. Just your head is on the back pillow, but your back is on the where your ass would be. You're kind of mm-hmm. hanging off the couch. You're slouched so far. And then I get a message. Yeah, somebody ripped the toilet off. <laughs> I had to go up there. It's like, I don't know what to do. And then I just told her. I was like, we got to close. So we can't have, it just smells like shit. Good times. Be your own boss, ladies and gentlemen. It's a lot have of fun. You, have you ever broken a toilet? Like um, actually broken it like that? No. Out of the building. I don't know how people do that. You got to be big, or it's. I, I there's no indication that it was like loose. You know what I mean? I'm the one that cleans it, so you got to be big to do that, or really strong, or really angry, I guess, or really drunk. I've, I've seen drunk. someone do it with just dead weight, just pass out standing up and just crush a, a porcelain toilet <laughs> falling onto it. <laughs> it's a Sunday afternoon, for Christ's sake. I don't know. Chris, any final thoughts on toilets before we move on? We got a lot to talk No, about. I remember one time we were out and uh, a guy that I ended up becoming friends with but didn't really know at the time <clears throat> thought he heard me doing coke in the in the stall, so he stood on the sink and smashed the sink. <laughs> he was doing coke in the stall. But other than that, no, I've never broke. I've personally never broken a toilet. When you're a drug addict, toilets in the bar scene, they're your best friend. You got to treat them really well because you need to <laughs> snort shit off the back of their filthy fucking top. Mm, big fan. Yeah, huge fan. Let's rock and roll. Let's get past this. Let's Bring back this. bad memories. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Psyche's going down the toilet right now. All right, All you, guys right. Let me, you guys let me know if you caught up on this. Brandon, you had nothing to do, so that. you have no excuses. Uh, <laughs> You'd be surprised. <laughs> right. Uh, Stardom's Midsummer Champions. It happened a couple of weeks ago, but we finally got the results. Uh, most importantly, Cosmic Angels versus Donna Del Monde, and we get a turn by Natsupoi. She kicks Julie in the face. A lot of crying women in the ring. Uh, this is pretty cool. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, I don't know that I watched this. Was this from last week or was this this week? <laughs> I think this is from this week. Yeah, I fucked That's up. Sorry. That's all good. Chris, thoughts? So, um, yeah, this is uh, this was fucking wild. So, talk about watching a movie and being like, ah, it's a movie, 
And then the end of the movie being so the turn being so fucking good, the climax and the end of the movie being so fucking good that now you're riveted because this was fucking riveting, riveting. And the acting from everybody was is like, I get it. Dude, not just boy it, was man. like, this is my chance. This is my Academy Award chance. This is all I got. I'm this doing was, I'm doing stage plays for fucking card games. This is the last chance I got to make any yeah, of my right. acting. Here's right, my right, right, audition. Right. Go ahead. Right. This was so first of all, there's a couple things here. Number one, this was um N- Tom Nakano and Natsupoi. Now, you know, obviously things translate different uh in Japanese as far as the way that emotions are portrayed in drama. Um Tom Nakano has this there to me when I looked at the two of them they're in love. That's the best it, thing of this. That is like I, I this wasn't just two people that were like they're going to be roll dogs now and they're going to be, you know, fucking working together. The two of them are fucking like madly in love with one another. Like when I watched this I was like and Tom Nakano kind of looks like that about everybody. She either looks like she's in love with them and they've broken her heart or she's in love with them and they're in love with them or she's just having her just had their heart broken. You know what I mean? Like she's always got this super emotional fucking look about her where she's just on the verge of complete collapse, which is awesome. Um, and the response was really awesome, especially Thecla's like, you know, you had the evil ruler response like the mob boss response like, Julia. You, broke my, yeah. you broke my heart you broke my fucking heart and then you had thecla who was legit upset about this whole situation so i would assume i don't know how this is going to go with them or if it's gone anyway yet i'm assuming they've done something but i would assume that that's your first foray into the two of them the two groups going at it with natsu boy would be thecla yeah we got because the five stars, she was, she was like broken she was crying in the ring. Mm-hmm. It was fucking wild. I really enjoyed this. Yeah, it was, it was great. really good. Especially because the, really the match was only like 15 minutes, and it was fun. 16 minutes it was. It was fun, but the drama afterwards was 15 minutes long. It was like an episode of a TV show. It was fucking yeah. good, man. Sad to say that this kind of deflated the rest of the show, but this was, like, after that happened, it was like, holy shit, I didn't expect it. I watch this shit every week. Of course, it's classic stardom, though, where it's like the person that's going to turn beats up the other team, puts their heart into trying to kill the other team until the last minute, and then all of a sudden turns. But it was good. It was just built and built and built, and uh, it makes sense. Those two back-to-back matches now, when we look back on it, you're like, why'd they book it this way? That will make sense. Any questions? Anything? No, I'm good, man. I'll I'll have to check that out. Uh... At least check out the, the, the turn, like the end of the match. And everything afterwards, because it's like, whoa. Yeah, stardom's been really good lately. Pretty much everything that we've been watching, and uh, I've been enjoying that there's been something, at least for us, weekly, whether it's been happening weekly, but it seems like they've been uh, coming to us in a decent cadence at this point. So, so they got thankful pay- for something to fill up this summer. They have four pay-per-views in the next two weeks. I'm oh watching all that. Jesus Christ. Um, Sai Kamatani, the champ, defeated Starlight Kid for the uh, Wonder of Stardom Championship. Twenty about twenty five minutes long. Uh, this match is fucking rad. Sai Kamatani is fucking amazing. Chris, thoughts? Yeah, this was excellent um, match wise. Starlight Kid always brings it. That was fun. Uh, they did a lot of good work on the ramp that I really enjoyed uh, early in the match. Um, so yeah, I mean, top notch match. 
Very entertaining. Good shit. It's like how Tony does. She does like a, um, a roll up blue thunder bomb now. That's her. That's a new move that she has. Rolls through, roll up, and then into a blue thunder bomb. Dude, this, I'm telling you, man, she is fucking amazing. She's just getting better and better and better. Brandon, question thoughts? No, I'm good, man. Yeah, happy to see Starlight Kid going that long, though. I feel like usually her matches are, are moving so quickly, I always want more of it. So, uh, so that's someone I actually would be interested in watching for 25 minutes. So. And it was a leg match, too. She was working a leg the whole time. And in the promo afterwards, we don't talk about it because it doesn't matter, but the promo afterwards, um, Sayakami Tani was still selling the leg. She's really good. Sad to say that this kind of that the whole turn kind of deflated the show because by the main event, Siri beating Momo Watanabe, it was a fun match. It was good. There was a lot of heel bullshit, but uh, I don't think anybody was paying attention at this point. This is an hour later. I sure as hell wasn't. I was kind of like, whoa. I was on fucking Twitter looking at recaps of the turn and stuff like that. But overall, it was an okay show. Those two matches in particular, I would say the other way to check check out. Question. Yeah, good. Were they able to cheer? They were not. Uh, TJPW, no, okay. they're letting them cheer, but stardom, they were not allowed to cheer. Because I was going to say, that whole place was quiet when they were going through that promo, promo. The problem that you run, but, you know, if you can't cheer, it's going to be that way. The problem that I think you run into with this is that if you do, so that that type of drama is the end of the show, right? You want that as what sends your, your people home. But if you put that match at the end of the show, then you know something's going to fucking happen like that. Right. There's no reason for that to be the main event other than something massive is going to go on. So it kind of takes – you put yourself in a weird position, a very strange position there to where you're like, all right, we can put this in the middle of the show, but it's going to just fucking tank. Like, I mean, let's go back. Fucking Johnny Knoxville <laughs> should have been the main event, right? I was exhausted after that match. But, you know, I mean, they can't – that's not what you put on as your main event. And an elimination tag match. Was that over the top rope yeah. and pin? Okay, no, it was just over I, the top rope. Was it over the oh, okay. Because didn't wait, didn't Oh no, it was pin two. It was pin two, because somebody from Donna Del Monde, you would know better, I wouldn't know off the top of my head, I think my just, went through, just went through and massacred like uh, it was half of the team. Yeah, it was Micah. <laughs> yeah, she started hitting Michinoku drivers on everybody. Yeah, on she everyone. rules. Yeah, I was I'm waiting for her to get like a main event push. She's always puts on great matches and she's like a powerhouse so there you go let's move on uh g1 climax so uh i mean i don't expect anybody to have watched all these i'm just going to go through some of the stuff that was cool um did you guys catch it at all brandon yeah um i've had it on like the last day in right. and out so Very i wouldn't cool. say i've sat there and watched something full through but there's been some some good highlights for sure yeah chris did you catch any of this just what I caught on, uh, like, Twitter clips and things right. like that. I didn't have time to watch it. I wanted to watch it this morning, but I didn't have time. All right, I'll go through some stuff. So, uh, first match of, uh, see, the, well, it's kind of weird because they're doing one match per block. So, I'm just going to go through it and not even talk about the match, the blocks. Uh, Roshi Tanahashi lost to Aaron Hanare in a pretty damn good match. Brandon. Yeah, that was good. And we talked about this beforehand that, you know, Tanahashi can kind of lose repeatedly here to some of these guys that it's their first time and that New Japan actually believes in and it won't really mean much. But I'll just since you mentioned it already, I'm not sure that I'm a big fan of this new format. I don't like it either. Um, because I lose like the suspense of the the specific block works very well when it's all contained to a single evening. And the way that they're doing this, I'm like, you're almost forgetting about people by the time they're going to come back around. I can feel it already. Yeah, apparently uh, Jonah has like two weeks before his next match. 
I'm, I, I haven't looked at the entire schedule. Maybe they'll bring it all together in the last couple of weeks for the last day of the block matches. But, yeah, I don't like this at all. Chris, thoughts? Yeah, I, I look, I haven't watched any of it really so far, so I couldn't tell you, but that makes perfect sense. You want to cram it. You don't want to stretch this stuff out. It's like when AEW does their, te- their tournaments and they're over three fu- – what was it, the uh, – Women's the woman's TBS title tournament, TBS title, TBS title tournament. It took like three fucking months. And by the end, you're like, who the fuck cares? <laughs> right? You couldn't even remember anything because you build stories in the fucking losses. The losses in these tournaments, right? right. The struggles in these tournaments build future stories. And when you can't fucking remember them from day to day, then what's the fucking point? Right? Right. One good thing about this match, though, is Aaron Hanari pretty much was always on offense, which was pretty good. I enjoyed this. Uh, Will Ospreay versus uh, El Fantasmo. Will Ospreay wins. This is a pretty good match. I'd like to El Fantasmo in this. Brennan? Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, from night one here, this actually might have been my favorite of all of them. Maybe the Okada match stood out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but Will Ospreay kind of like, you know, again, I'm watching him. I'm like, you know, in the moment, not mad at him. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what happened. <laughs> Yeah, I find him perfectly fine to watch now. <laughs> I don't know why. I hate him in real life, I guess, but I, I don't know. Separating the art from the artist, I guess? I have no idea. Try my best. <laughs> uh, Sonata loses to Jay White. Sonata has his giant uh, blonde beard back. This is good. Jay White's pretty cool. Brandon. Yeah, he looks – Sonata looks very cool again with this new hairstyle. He's, it looks like he has, like, one of those mops – just all the way around his head at this point. Um, this was one, I think, in particular where they were really crushing those those barriers that separate ringside from the oh, crowd, yeah. like to a hilarious extent where they're sliding like six, eight feet into people. Um, well, they that's like one of those, it's one of the instances where the crowd's not right on top of the stage, like it is in Court yeah. Hall. So there was like legit, like, I don't know, five yards between the crowd and the cage. So they were just slamming into those cages. They were really make, all making the, the most of those, yeah. yeah. Uh, which is funny when you're watching, you just see this crowd that's very, that's very polite and, and thinks that they're 15 feet away from one of those big, heavy click and lock fences. And then all of a sudden, it just like slides right onto them. And everyone's <laughs> like, oh, fuck. Uh, but Sonata's still using that skull end, which mm-hmm. is just pretty brutal. Yeah. I haven't seen that in a while. I haven't watched him in over a year. It, it hasn't gotten any better. No, so. smell my uh, armpit. It's called smell my yeah. armpit. Jay White did a good job, though, on the first one where he, like, went into a bridge and it looked like his head was all the way back. But usually it's just, like, you're underneath Sonata's bicep kissing it. Like, this right. must be a submission. Terrible. Get a new move set, Sonata. As a as one professional wrestler to another. Get a new move set. Um, main, <laughs> event, main event, Kazuchika Okada beats Jeff Cobb. Uh, Jeff Cobb was pretty fucking awesome in this match, Brandon. Yeah, I... Probably the best of the night. Serious business. They actually like broke the ring to the point where Red Shoes is trying to like kick a board back into the ring th- <laughs> throughout this one. But uh, Okada gets the dub. It kind of surprised me. I thought I would have liked to seen seen Cobb come off hot here, but it doesn't really matter. So good first night. But again, you're like I can already feel myself trying to piece together like what does this this matches from what block? I don't. I'm, it's going to take me till the very end to even learn what these blocks are the way it's this format. Yeah, everything we watched, none of it matters to each other, which kind of stinks. I right. did. There were certain spots that were memorable, like when uh, Jeff Cobb throws Okada off the top rope and Okada bounced off the ring. That was fucking awesome. Okada now has multiple. He doesn't just have the Rainmaker. So he's got. He does the money clip to set you up. He does the uh, Inoki Enziguri now. He does 
uh, Emerald Flosion, which is fucking Misawa's move, and he does the Rainmaker. He's got three moves to set you up, or three moves to set you up for the Rainmaker, which is kind of fun. Like, he's leveled up. He is now the best professional wrestler in the world again. This is a really good match. I'd say go out of here to watch it. Chris, did you catch any of this? Zero. Sorry. All right. It's no big deal. I wish I did. I love Jeff Cobb. That's all right. You can always go back. It's streaming live, so you can always go back and watch it. Now, here in night two, I only was able to catch two of these matches. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii lost to Tai Chi in a really good hard-hitting match. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, I was going in and out at this point. Uh, I think I saw Tai Chi and Ishii leading off. I'm like, I've I've seen this before, so keep it moving. I am a big fan that Tai Chi's like his gimmick now is like he's a sumo guy. They do a lot of he was doing a lot of like getting down in a three point stance and running at people. <laughs> big fan <laughs> of that. Now this is where it lost so, me, and you guys may be surprised by this. Jonah lost to Toro Yano in a high hit, hard hitting match. Fuck. I was like, all right, I can't catch the rest of this. So uh, according to the internet, the Zack Saber Jr. versus Kenta match was amazing. They just talked shit. And also, Zack Sabre finished him off with a new fi- a new maneuver called Smell My Vegan Cheese, You Mother. That's what it's actually called? That's Zack Sabre Jr.'s. Eh. Apparently, it's a uh, reference to a comedy show in Britain that we have never watched. There you go. <laughs> and Juice I feel Peach like... Um, go ahead, Brandon. Like, a lot of this stuff, whether it's B-A-E-W or the beginning of the g1 here it's just kind of like happening just to happen and it's fun some it ranges from fun to just get it over with but not not much has felt meaningful as of late when i'm watching pro wrestling i think you know that okada Cobb was pretty good the osprey phantasmo stood out to me but uh it's kind of where i'm, I'm at mentally right now where i'm like trying to to cut corners more throughout mm-hmm. these events because I don't want to get sick of this shit right. and like have to feel like it's work to watch it but boy there's some there's a lot of hours going in and not a lot of meaningful matches right oh man we're going to talk about Rampage Jesus fucking Christ that fucking show uh, alright so uh, Michael Elgin got arrested for stealing protein from a convenience store in Tokyo and then came out and said no he didn't someone died I had to go on a funeral and then everybody said, no, you didn't. It's the Michael Elgin lying about more shit that he did wrong. Brandon, thoughts? We've talked about this guy before, his discrepancies before, I believe, on the podcast. Michael yeah, he Elgin. Was, uh, he was been accused by multiple women of sexual assault and then went online and said no. And then many people came out and said yes. One of the strange things about this, and it kind of points to his uh, lack of a uh, – <laughs> of, of uh, support in the wrestling community. Is Moral that, compass? Well, yeah. That too, that too. Lack of support. So some of these guys that get accused of this stuff, people come out of the woodwork to support them. No one supports Michael Galligan. No one likes him. Yeah. I've, I had a roommate like this. This this may be the worst kind of guy. The guy that will just clearly take something, steal something, eat your lunch out of the fridge, and then look you dead <laughs> and, just say, and just say, no, I didn't. <laughs> This is that level of like sociopath. Yeah, but oh. I, just the de, just the deny guy. Dude, yeah. You, you turn your head and your slice of pizza's gone. I didn't. You're the only two oh, people yeah. in the room and he'll look you right in the face and say, "I didn't touch that." Mm. And you can even tell them, "There's two people here. There's only been two people here." Uh, yeah, you can't win. They just you can't. They'll just deny it. Deny, deny, deny. Turtle, turtle shell. The, the Philly shell defense. They're just like. <laughs> <laughs> Chris thoughts. 
Yeah, this guy's a piece of shit, right? I mean, uh, emotional issues, fucking... Um, now he's a fucking kleptomaniac for protein powder in a country where they have no tolerance for anything. Yep. So he's probably not going to be getting any work in Japan. I, this is definitely a move where you uh, need to go find another job, another profession. Yep. Because you're you're now... you know, lift I mean, yeah, because you're... Go fucking... I hope you saved your money, buddy. Dick. He, so he comes out and he says, like, oh... <laughs> Pig-faced I, dick. I, re, I forget, yeah. like, the exact quote from him is, like, he's like, well, it couldn't have happened because you would be held for at least 10 days in Japan for shoplifting. That's not true. 48 hours. You're just like here. 48 hours. And then you're charged or let go. It, he's a fucking liar and a piece of shit. You can't apply logic to these guys. This, is, so, this guy stinks. Let me let me uh, chime in from the realm of piece of shititude, which yes. we touched on me earlier on. Um, when you're a druggie, there's always a guy that knows everything there no there is to know about how drugs work and how they make drugs and what drugs do what. He's a genius. He's, he's a, a pharmaceutical. He's a pharmaceutical genius. He hasn't graduated fucking high school. He can barely hold his head up. And when you get arrested, there's always a guy that knows everything about the justice system. Yeah. Why? Because he's been arrested 170 fucking times, and he's also wrong about everything he's telling you. That's why so, he keeps getting locked know, up. If he was knew any yeah, better, he wouldn't. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, um, yeah. I mean, this guy's just—he's a fucking. I mean, is sociopath the word? I don't even fucking know, but there's definitely a piece of shit. Who cares? And here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. Nobody misses him. No, I don't miss him. Pig like, man? You know, Fuck it, that this pig is face. a guy that's never, that's never, I'm a firm believer, and I know, like, look, it's, 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 we don't watch it. It's not doing well. But if you've never been on the WWE radar, you can go without being missed in most cases right like you're kind of a filler dude in the indie scene because just about everybody's been at least looked at by them if you don't even get looked at by them no (laughs) i mean like you know guys you'll have fans it doesn't mean you stink but it kind of means you're not good enough to be missed if you go away there you go go ahead brandon this roommate that we had that he was eating everybody's lunch. Uh, it was like their last year of college. I never liked this kid, but my one friend, he would, he had an internship, so he would have to leave at like seven o'clock in the morning every day. And he would come out and his, his leftover pizza or whatever be eaten. And he just started just jerking off onto a, the pizza, putting it in the fridge. <laughs> and, and, he did anyway. it, and the kid, the kid was just eating it. Oh, fuck. Yes. That sounds delicious. Actually. Right next to my anchovies. Pineapple and pizza? That applies to Michael How about come? Ooh, eat, yeah. cum, eat pineapple before you come. Be delicious. On the pizza, and that'll be the belly, most delicious pizza of, of all time. Oh, my God. I'll talk about a protein load. Any final thoughts oh, on that? He's stealing protein shakes. And all. He's stealing protein powder yeah, on a whole different protein. fucking level, that dude. <laughs> there we go. Protein liquids. There's a joke. All right. You guys ready for it? Let's yeah. talk about it. Rick Flair and Rick Flair's last match show just got announced last night. First of all, there's a promo where I guess we could call it a promo. He's get he, he's gigging out in the parking lot. Old old ass Rick watch Flair. This again. Oh oh my god, I can't wait to watch this motherfucker die in the ring. 
All right, should we go through the card, or do you guys just want to glance over it? Because we can talk about the card. The card. No, now. Why don't you the just? Card. I have no idea what it is. Yeah, let's yeah. Why don't you just call out some of your highlights? Jim. Okay, I got the whole thing in front of me. I'll read them off, and then you guys chime in, or we'll wait till the end. First off, Marshall and Ross, the Von Ericks, versus Dem Boys, the Briscoes. Second, Clark Connors versus Ren Narita from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Next, MLW, Killer Cross with Scarlett Brudeau, Brudeau, Bordeaux versus Harry Smith Jr. Or is it, he's Harry Smith, he's not. Davey. Davey Boy Smith Jr. was his name in WWE. Mm-hmm. Here's another one. Impact, Rachel Ellering versus Jordan Grace versus Deanna Perazzo for the Impact Knockouts Championship. More Impact. Josh Alexander versus Jacob Fatu. Triple A match. Ray Phoenix and Taurus versus Laredo Kid and Bandito. Impact Dream Tag Match. This is actually a stack fucking card if you're into every other company. It doesn't matter. The Wolves, Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards versus the Motor City Machine Guns, Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin. And the co-main event. Uh, the, <laughs> here we go. Representing the Rock and Roll Express, Kerry and Ricky Morton with Robert Gibson versus Brian Pillman Jr. and Brock Anderson with Arn Anderson. Let's go through that card real quick before we get to the main event. Go ahead. Brandon, go ahead. Yeah, saying this is actually a stacked fucking card, if you're into all the companies that don't matter, is like looking at a hotel buffet and being like, this is actually a really good buffet if you like microwaved eggs and, and waffles that have been sitting <laughs> out for two days. It's like... It's good if you like fucking junk for the most part. There's a couple in there, but boy, this is the like all of these matches. This is the type of wrestling that there's just such a surplus of already. You could you couldn't you could watch 20 hours of this type of shit a week every week if you wanted to. So I hope that they end up selling about one tenth of the tickets for this menu. <laughs> but I will say it's kind of piquing my interest in this way where it's just the right level of bad and and a mockery of everything towards the top of this where I'm like, I might have to watch. <laughs> Chris, thoughts? I think I saw this card at House of Hardcore five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, who's oh, booking this show? Like, like when it comes down to, like, timing. Who's timing this show out? Like, who's the who's the head booker of the show that says, all right, you're going 10 minutes, you're going 10 minutes. And who's going to listen? Pritchard. Who's listening? You think Pritchard's doing it? No, he's not doing it, but fucking, uh, I doubt he's doing it. Jared? I, think he's got, I think it's Pritchard and Conrad. Oh, Pritchard is booking the Pritchard, show? Pritchard works for WWE. That doesn't mean he can't do this, too. Yeah, I know, but I mean, like, dude. Like, Nobody else in WWE is in here. They barely have any fucking, oh, technically, there is one. Who, Jeff Jarrett? Yeah. Um. <laughs> but no, what I was saying, I don't know. I mean, like, it. this is, this is. If you're spending money to sit, like, what? I can't even. <laughs> Take it's the dumb. No, I don't even know what to say. Like, this is so of such non-interest to me that I don't have any comment on it. Like, okay, if you, what was the Impact Knockouts cha- Championship match? Uh, Jordan Grace, Rachel Ellering, and Deanna Parato. Okay, so... Um, I wouldn't mind seeing that if I was paying twenty two dollars at fucking twenty three hundred. Right. 
right? But I'm not going. This is an uh, that could be a main event there or co-main event, and I'd be like, oh, that was fun. Um, no, Chris, the, Chris, the co-main event is the Rock and Roll Express versus Brian Pillman Jr. Brock Anderson. So it's not then, even the Rock and Roll Express. One no, of the two, kid. Robert Gibson, moved himself. Yes, his kid. He's now so, yeah, Ricky Morton, who probably had a kid with his cousin. <laughs> now this is uh this is yeah there this is this is some fucking desperate ass shit this is when i look at this i see all right we're doing the show on this night who's available smash it all together you haven't even heard the main event you ready oh i know the main event rick flair and andrade el idolo versus jeff jarrett and jay lethal accompanied by karen jarrett jeff jarrett in the main event of a show 2022. Brandon thoughts. Jay Lethal. I, I, that, I think that was the name I was using as a joke to be like, wouldn't it be funny if they picked this guy? They actually did. Um, it's. I agree with Chris. This is every shitty wrestling thing, but it, well, it gets a slightly interesting to me is that it's not at 2300 Arena. There's 12,000 seats, and this could go horribly wrong. I can't wait it's, for it to go wrong. I hope it does, too. I oh, really I, do. I, I don't hope it does. It will. I do. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just hope it does so we have something to talk about. I want everybody to be happy. Except for no, Ric Flair. I, I want him to die him. in a ring. No. like, All right. So let's get to what we were talking about. So you said you said that, um, you know, they do this promo where Ric Flair's fucking <laughs> in a parking lot, fucking blatant. No socks on. Getting bladed. In a, in a fucking parking lot, getting bla- blading in a parking lot at 109. <laughs> like, what the fuck are we doing here? And the, then I found out today, just through stumbling through Twitter, which I have one now, and okay. nobody will, I will, I will not follow anyone. So unless your dog's toys are wrestling, um, I found out on Twitter that uh, it's. Um, this feud started, the work started on Conrad's podcast. Oh. Mm. Which one of the cool. podcasts? It was his Ric Flair podcast, right? He's got another Ric Flair. He I had, had no one idea years he had ago. A Ric Flair yeah, he's, he had one years ago, but Ric Flair's like, you know, I mean, it makes sense. He always said Ric Flair's Ric Flair. It, it's very hard to pin him the fuck down. And he said, on the, I actually had the audio earlier, he says on the podcast, I thought, Conrad, him, says, uh, I thought that uh, Jay Lethal was going was gonna to be here. And he said, oh, no, he's got a bad attitude. So you're working, remember podcast, remember podcast, Conrad, Conrad podcast, <laughs> question to you, you slender man, you. Remember when you were just a fan and that was your tagline? Not no more. Not no more. You're fucking in it, and you've been in it for fucking years. So I don't, you know, I I made it a point to not listen to you after it had kind of been laid out because I was, you know, just swept up in the need for podcast content. Are you speaking? Oh, late. sorry, sorry. You're speaking to Conrad, right? I just want to. Hey, I'm, I'm speaking Conrad's to listening. Conrad yeah. personally. He's listening. Uh, I was swept up in the need for podcast content and too lazy to look for new shit. Mm-hmm. Right. So I was still listening to it. Um, and basically just listening to Eric Bischoff's and he, I, I can't remember specifically if he whipped out the, Hey man, I'm just a fan in the last few years, but this motherfucker is in the business. Now his podcast empire is part of the fucking work. 
You know what I mean? He's he's um, he's significantly significantly increased his number of ads, and then immediately pushes you to ad free shows right after doing it. Like go to ad free shows and do this on ad free shows, and you could pay me every month because I'll just have a million ads where he's whispering like a fucking creep into the microphone. Ugh. It's really gross. Um. So until it was laid out to me, I was kind of blind to it until Brandon laid it out a couple weeks ago that this this is just it's it's sleaze central. It's carny fucking central. Yeah, it is. It's so fucking like you're this dude that's going to say, oh, well, I'm uh, I'm bringing I'm bringing a uh, I'm looking at this from a fan's point of view. I grew up watching wrestling and I'm going to give you an ask the questions that you always wondered as a fan because I'm one of you. But as a fan, I married to Ric Flair's fucking daughter and I'm going to work the Ric Flair angle that I'm promoting. Mind you, with fucking Crockett in the background. Yeah, Crockett was there too. Oh my God. I'm going to fucking use the fucking uh, Crockett Promotions fucking logo. I'm going to just do this fantasy fucking project and I'm going to use my podcast that you're listening to to get an outsider's perspective on, you know, an outsider asking these wrestling legends a fucking, you know, to get there, what happened on the inside. And I'm going to use that and now turn it into a fucking work to promote my own my own angles on my own shows. Good stuff. Yeah, way to go, buddy. Brandy, I mean, look, go make your fucking money. I don't care, but yeah. fuck you. Brandy, final thoughts? Yeah, this is a story as old as time. Is like the guy that started off with a decent idea, and then as soon as he was presented with the opportunity to start making cash from it, it slowly got worse and worse until he's just been listening to Jim Ross, Bruce Prichard, blah, 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 old wrestler for so long, where he's now not separated from the situation and convince himself he needs to be the one in, in the <laughs> head charge Rick Flair's last match. Also, yeah, I made this my background image. I, I understand how gigging works, but there's no way you could tell me a, a 78-year-old man should be having that much blood pour from his head. I think this has been as close as a pro wrestler has been to death in a while here, what we're about to see. <laughs> his head is just oozing blood. If, <laughs> definitely on blood centers. His heart's all fucked. Yeah. If we like, like I, I, I'm trying to think because I know the three of us are in this boat. What percentage of people that would rent this or are going to it are just there to see if Ric Flair dies? Just give a guess. It's got to be high. Well over fifty percent. Like this motherfucker's dying. And I'm I think to be it, there. I sent you guys that picture where he's off. tying his boots, and he looks like he's having a heart attack tying his fucking boots. I think it probably will start off in the 20s, and then by, like, match seven, they're like, Ric Flair better fucking explode in here. This isn't going to be worth my money. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to think because, you know, I mean, I think that, like, are these Flair fans? So I, just, they... I don't know who these people are. Who are they? Well, okay. I... When I was in uh, when I was in Charleston, I was on the computer and I watched the live right. press, conference the press conference when they announced this whole thing. And the fucking commentary running, the live commentary running from the people watching, what do they call that? The live comments, whatever they call that fucking shit. They were fucking every other one was this motherfucker's gonna die. It wasn't even fucking close. There was not, it was like for every one, 
positive comment, there was 40 ones that were like, it was basically like 40 what the fuck version, different versions of what the fuck is going on here. Yeah. Right? Like, it's just, he's going to die, this motherfucker, what's he thinking? <laughs> he looks like shit. I mean, it was just like, and I mean, it's not, it's it's sad. It's, it's fucking sad and hilarious all at the same fucking time. You know? I mean, you know, we had this conversation last week about Flair lost his mojo. Was that last week? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and it, 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 this is a guy, I've said it a million times on the podcast, this is a guy that's been creepy old man to me longer than he was actually a really good professional wrestler, and he actually had his mojo. He lost his mojo, in my opinion, if you didn't listen, when he, uh, WrestleMania 8, after WrestleMania 8, when he goes yeah, back he had to, go back to, to WCW, WCW, and he's just never the same again. He's never the same. And he was at that point in his career the guy that should be making young guys look good and putting them over, and he refused to fucking do it. No, he's the best in the world. Why would he do that? He's the fucking greatest. He's Why the greatest would wrestler in the world in a world where there's no the consequences are all predetermined. Right. right. So no one can go in there and be like, hey, I'm a uh, 60-year-old fucking MMA fighter, and you go fight somebody 20, and they beat the living piss out of him. There's no show. There's no way to do that because no. it's all predetermined. Boxing. Boxing doesn't have an old timer's day. No. There's a reason for it. Right? Right, fi- final thoughts on Ric Flair, Brandon. Fuck him, Chris. You sure There you go. There will be some good content. Yeah, I think so too. That will come out of this. Oh, right. I can't wait to watch it on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. AW Dynamite last week. Go through some of this. Uh, Orange Cassidy versus Wardlow. Good match. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, it was a good match. I, I, Orange Cassidy's theme. It's been a couple weeks now. I kind of miss the old one. It's mm-hmm. a little too hard for me to hear. I don't think he's it's uh, plays as well as I did. I know like his one from the Indies, but I still feel like it was just too expensive yeah, to pay Frank Blacks or yeah. whoever it was. Francis, yeah. So Francis. Uh, but other than this. Other, yeah, Black Francis. Other than this, pretty good. I mean, I like, you know, Wardlow's steamrolling here. Orange Cassidy gets a little bit going, but uh, Wardlow was kind of the first one to just completely ignore uh, the fake finishers or whatever you would want to call them that Orange Cassidy does. Mm-hmm. Also, I, I was I saw on TikTok about Orange Cassidy, uh, this little – it was like this ki- guy with his kid that uh, at one of the AEW live shows – and the little kid just goes, Orange Cassidy's the best wrestler. He doesn't have to try. That's why he's the best. He's lazy. And I'm like, I don't know why that just never occurred to me, but I'm like, that, that's how these little kids are, are watching this. And that that uh, I found pretty entertaining. Like, yeah, he's the best. He can wrestle with his hands in his pockets and win. Yeah. So this way, <laughs> when you have to do chores, you just act like Orange Cassidy. Your parents go, what the fuck? Hurry up. And you go, I'm the best at doing I'm the chores. best at this. I'll get it done when I'm ready. <laughs> I Chris, can do it with my hands in my pockets. Christmas. I mean, everybody looked good here. Uh, I think the only people that didn't look good in this match were the fucking best friends. Uh, I think they're walking down a young buck's path, and they have too many fucking gimmicks working. and they look ridiculous. They, they need to go chainsaw. away. I'd like that. They need to go away. <laughs> they're walk- Why are they wearing... They're DDP and fucking, like, you know, when he had the cigar and the glasses and the gum and hookers on his arms and a fur coat and a top hat. I mean, like, give it a fucking rest. The fucking Trent looked like Rupert from Survivor. Just fucking, just wear fucking, like, it just, you're over-gimmicked. Go away. You get too much shit going on. I don't get it. Okay. Moving on. 
John Moxley versus Konosuke Takeshita, who got bloodied in this match. This match was fucking awesome. Brandon, thoughts? I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I enjoyed it, but this is another one where it's like babyface versus babyface, two in a row now. So who do you really want? Like you're an hour wrestling where you don't really care who's like. There's no no one to clearly root against. Uh, Takeshita wrote his his senior thesis on the German suplex. Yes, he did. They mentioned that, which I thought was pretty funny. Right as he uh, gets. Head uh, back of the head, head butted. One of really the only two ways to get out of getting German suplexed. And for someone that wrote their senior thesis on the German suplex, you would think he would he be have seen that coming. But but <laughs> but he, he gets duped by it and then he, and loses the match. So uh, I'll, that's why I'll put it as pretty good and not fucking awesome. But I'm a big well, of course you know the outcome too. That which takes something away from it. I am sure. a big fan of. Uh, how he's able to win over the crowd, even in weird places like Savannah or wherever the fuck they were, just because he's good, which is fun. Chris, thoughts? Yeah, it's a good match. Um, pointless. We knew the outcome, but it was entertaining. Uh, I mean, it's the same as the one before. Both entertaining matches, but I think we both we knew where they were going. How about uh, Luchasaurus versus Griff Garrison? We don't have to talk about that. No, please um, don't. Claudio... <laughs> Claudio, uh, Batman Calzone versus Jake Hager. Calzone. We don't really need to talk about that one either. Uh, Anna Jay versus Serena D. We don't know about that. Uh, Britt Baker does another canned fucking promo on the champ with sandbags because she was sandbagging people. Brandon Thoughts. Yeah, this is a lot of just stuff, man. I think that we're a while away from the next pay-per-view, so they're just trying to do fun stuff on TV, which... Work sometimes, sometimes doesn't. Boy, Thunder Rose is kind of fucking bad, man. I, I, I uh, didn't think I would ever be at a point where when Britt Baker came out and started talking, I'd be like, oh, can't, couldn't be worse than what the last person just said. <laughs> but I actually thought that genuinely when uh, she came out. So I don't know. There's a lot of these weird promos where the, the one with uh, Eddie Kingston and fucking Ruby Riot yeah. and uh, the other guy, what's his name, Ortiz? It's like this, like make a wish thing they got going on where they're just like both really sad and beat up in the back. I don't know. I just thought this was like a bad week of promos. Yeah, it was not great. So one guy's got his head shaved and his hands in his pockets. He looks all sad. It's Ruby like, Riot's got a big cast on. Look what you did to her. Like why? Is look she what you did to like, him. He's just bald. Like, big deal. Whatever. Tough sledding. Yeah. Most importantly, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland won the tag championships in a three-way versus Young Bucks, Hobbs, and Stark. That was uh, this is a pretty damn good match. Pretty good. This was good. Yeah, I, I would have liked to see fucking Starks and Hobbs win, obviously, because they're the ones that are making all these things entertaining. Also, they have a ref spot, like a ref gets hit spot in here, but if it's a triple threat tag match, I think there's uh, – someone else said this, but I'm like, yeah, there's no DQ, so you don't even need that shit at all. It's just right. like overbooked AEW nonsense. Right. But – uh. I think this pretty much sums up what time of year it is in AEW that they go the complete opposite direction. We're like, well, we're running out Swerve and Keith Lee t- champions. <laughs> Chris, that's... Yeah, I don't know. I don't really care. <laughs> it was a good match, I mean, though. you know, it was a good match. And it was a surprise. I, you know, I was shocked. I, I, I would have, yeah. I mean, either either anybody but the Young Bucks winning that match was good. Um, I mean, I guess they, I guess they're, you know, the, the, they're obviously they're 
want to work this the feud between Lee and and the other dude versus uh, Hobbs and Shaw. But it, you know, I mean, <laughs> that should be good. We'll get more Hobbs and Shaw uh, chasing, so that should be a lot of fun. The Young Bucks are out of the title picture, hopefully for now. So we won't get them. The Young Bucks are on that level, like you were saying earlier, though. Like, I'm at the point where it's when they do a promo, when any, any woman does a promo and DMD comes in with her crew, I'm just so fucking over it. It's like the Young Bucks inter- interrupting a progress. It's like, what the fuck? I just want yeah. to turn TV off. I think, Brandon, you were saying, though, that um, the problem is, is that, I mean, we're over Britt Baker at this point, but the problem is, is that Thunder Rosa does babyface promos and just, it's kind of like, mm. She's a shit promo. I'm going to kick you button. I'm going to take this person on and Mio Yamash and I'm going to wrestle you. And then she comes in. It's like pro baby face promo stink. And she's like supposed to be this like candy skull undertaker is she's from the the graves of graveyard of Tijuana. Sugar skull. Candy skull. Whatever. Is the candy skull like the headphones? (laughs) Skull candy. Yes. Skull candy. candy. She's got the skull candy. Good. Jesus Christ! It's just—it's just like you. She's just landing in in true no man's land here with a lot of this. Where I, I obviously, by definition, it's babyface. But uh. we we talked about this before. This is the epitome of a babyface that should always be chasing. Yeah, they should never win because she's not good when she's the holding the title. She has nothing to say well some of the rage she's, that she has and the anger is lost as a baby face that's what i'm saying even as a baby face even as a baby face chasing you keep getting one up one up one up one up on her then she's got that rage and that works in a baby face role but once she gets the title it's just like all right now who are you mad at right your whole thing is is that you're mad at everybody mm-hmm. and you know mm. it also and, and then props Fucking, fucking Britt Baker's walking around the arena with a sandbag in her hand. Yeah, like, hey, check it out. This is what you were doing. Here's this, because you know all about sandbagging. Yeah, guess what? Stop that shit. How about that? Because I can't stand that when they start using like behind-the-scenes terms. Like, or, we're know, always internet rage together. on television. Uh, what match was it on internet Wednesday page. where... Where Rick, or uh, I was gonna say Rick, Rick Ross, Jim Ross, Jim Ross was, uh, he's like, I like this because they're really laying it in. Oh, that was, like, that was, oh, fuck, who was that? Was it Hager and and Castagnoli? I don't remember. Was it? This? Oh shit. But I'm like, yeah, it's a, you're supposed to be calling a fight. They're all, if if you're Jim Ross, they're all laying it in. Yeah, some, it's, like it, stop breaking the walls. Yeah, I forget you, Taz at one point. I don't know if it was on Dynamite or if he was on Rampage. Is like. Throwing some big ham bones out there. It's like, dude, it's supposed to Shouldn't be real. Shouldn't you always fight. be? It's supposed to be real. I, I oh, it was, a, yeah, it was Statlander and Athena versus um, versus the twins. Athena okay. throwing some big ham bones out there. And, and Chris Jericho going, she's getting a little stiff-ski. It's like, dude, it's supposed to be a real fight, man. <laughs> Suspend disbelief, you fucking dorks. Always be marks. <sighs> even when they're wrestlers. They Yeah, the... The wrestling universe, whatever you fuck you want to call it, has never recovered from this current situation where it's like kayfabe isn't real anymore. They no one right. knows how to handle it at all. No, they don't. <laughs> Remember last week, or two weeks ago, when I was talking about how I missed fucking kayfabe. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Just make it treat it like a TV show, man. I don't need the inside terms, please. 
Hey, that gaffer over there is really working hard. Yeah. Where's the grips? Oh my God, that grip! He lost his grip. Hey, I'm watching this uh, main event though, and the Young Bucks having such a short title run. I mean, it's complete speculation, but it makes me think that there was some more to go with the Hardys and their feud before, and they had to accelerate it through this. You know what I mean? It kind of makes Young Bucks don't usually give up the title right away. Absolutely, yeah. Right and they're now. they're the only one that hasn't really taken a break. Yeah. Their vacation yet of all these they're like original guys, so I'm assuming that they're like, well, fuck it. The only thing we wanted was that match. So to eventually middle of ju- middle of July. They probably were pushing for the end of the weeks. year, and instead they were like, fuck it, let's just do it now. I'll, I'll tell you. Later. I'll tell you what. Co- Cody Rhodes took a vacation to a bigger fucking paycheck. That's right. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Young Bucks are like, yeah, I, don't, I really want to be here. No, you don't. All right. So Rampagne. Rampage. Let's move on. Um, God, what a fucking this happened. Oh, can, let me, I, I'll ahead. give you something better real quick. I just want to touch Go on ahead. it because I noticed. Johnny Hungy? Yeah. He was wearing a Pauly Walnuts t-shirt. Yeah, he was. R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. R.I.P. That Walnuts. was the only thing I looked at. I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. And then the rest of it, I was like, whatever. It's kind of weird. Like I was saying a couple weeks ago, I'm watching The Sopranos again, and then when he died, like if I wasn't currently watching The Sopranos, I would be like, eh, that sucks. But now I'm like, <gasps> Paulie Walnuts is dead. Oh my yeah. god, he hasn't been on TV in fucking like 15 years. All right, yeah. how about this match? It's so good, man. I'm rewatching it too. Not so good. I just started rewatching it myself. I just got. I, I just finished season three, right? Four. I just watched the Russians in the Woods episode. Which That's is okay. Two or three. I think it's three. End of three. Three. Yeah. Three. It is three. Yeah. Eating the fucking ketchup packets. <laughs> in the fuck the crackers. He had the crackers in his pocket. He's like, like, hiding the crackers. It's like, you had those the whole time? <laughs> oh, God. Lost uh, in the Pine Barrens. That was a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, don't care. Don't care. Rampage. Don't care. Uh, Stiff skis. That happened. Um no, the show stunk. They legit stunk. Brandon, thoughts on Rampage? Yeah, what was the main main event of this? Private El Party versus Penta and um, the Lucha Bros. Oh yeah, that's right. With and they on, I wasn't on last week, but they fucking unmasked Penta Oscuro on a, a bullshit yeah. match against Roosh. Like I don't know. I don't watch Rampage. It will suck the, the soul out of you. And it's like. My goal right now, I mentioned this earlier, is like I don't want this to feel like a chore. Right. I want to enjoy watching this. I'm not doing. I'm not gonna right, fucking good, sit there and watch. Think, I've been thinking about this, but Chris, let's hear your thoughts on Rampage. I pretty much fast forwarded through everything. Okay, good. So let's just I make a pact now. We're not watching Rampage anymore unless it's special. I'll DVR it every week and I'll watch it like I always do in five minutes. Sound good, Brandon? <laughs> yeah, no problem yeah. here. You can skip Rampage whenever you want. It fucking stinks. It used to be it's the Ricky Stark time. show. Now it's not. Now it's the, definitely the B show. That the new the order, funny, the new order, who haven't mattered for so long, are on this show. <laughs> that means it's the new order. The new order. <laughs> the dark order. <laughs> did you like Billy Gunn calling himself Daddy Ass? Or? I did like that. I did like the Daddy Ass thing. They're gonna explain uh, why they did it. Yeah, because you're bad guys. That's why you did it. Yeah, so. The funny, the weirdest thing about this is, is that you're putting on an inferior product when everybody's exhausted. Right. 
What the fuck? Right? So you better figure out a way to tape Rampage first. Before. Yeah, you got to do it first. Because these guys, you know, but then they're going to have to move. I, I doubt they're going to be able to do <laughs> well, They that. already got that, yeah. Nine, nine o'clock slot. I mean, nine to 11 instead of eight to 10, because then you're going to be recording at seven, which means the show's going to start at six, five forty-five. They're not going to be able to do this. dark. It's impo- almost impossible you're, unless you start recording doing- storylines based on a show that happened before, before yeah, exactly. the actual show that you're supposed to be. Yeah. You're there to see. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got a phone call. Uh, oh, shit. Claudio Cass. I got to pause. Guys. Go ahead. Go ahead. You guys talk. Claudio Casignoli, even in that, that match against Jake Hager, stands out to me. Um, you just watch a bunch of guys doing moves for four hours in a row. I'm like, this guy is still the same guy that could have everybody wanted in WWE to like make that next step. And then they have him come out on Rampage and he's challenging Jonathan Gresham for their fucking Ring of Honor title. Well, I mean, but when you think about it, though, who the fuck? You got to do something. To ch- I mean, it th- look, yeah, I agree with you. That's kind of junk. But at the same time, it's like you got to do something for Ring of Honor. You got this product, right? So it doesn't matter who you throw at it, you know, like. You almost have to lend his star power to people giving a shit about Ring of Honor. Because, look, I'm sure – I'd be surprised that a majority of fucking AEW fans who are huge wrestling fans missed a, Ring of Honor going away. You right. know? I mean, Ring of Honor couldn't sell out fucking 2300 for TV tapings and pay-per-views. You know, they did Final Battle they, for fucking – the only time they ever sold out in there was – that I remember was for two New Japan shows. Right? Was was um was uh, what was it called? War of the Worlds. Jimmy and I went. It was the first wrestling show we had been to in years. And that was the only time that they really sold that out. So uh, yeah, I mean like I get it, right? Like somebody sometimes somebody's gotta make the sacrifice and be like, first of all, not not everybody can be on top all the time. And somebody's gotta make that sacrifice and be like, All right, we got this crap ring of honor title that nobody cares about. Let's make that's the way you make people care about it is by putting it on. If you possibly, I don't know that they will or they w- wouldn't, but you possibly put that on Claudio. People yeah. give a shit about Ring of Honor then. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's just this slow because we're still not even really. Do we even know what the fuck Ring of Honor is? No, the, the whole card it's for the paper is all AEW matches. Right. It's not a it's not a television show. They don't do their own live shows. Right, they're doing Death Before Dishonor. It's all a does a bunch of AEW matches on it, which who gives a shit? I don't fucking care. They're all they're the same company. But like I said, if you're gonna if you want to make that mean something and make people be interested, you gotta have somebody like Claudio wrestle for their title, or nobody will ever care. What are you gonna bring back fucking low key? Like I said, you know, I mean, you know, nobody nobody gives a shit about those fucking guys. I mean, what's his name was a pretty good Ring of Honor wrestler. Maybe they'll bring him back. Uh, Jay Michael Elgin. I'm Michael Elgin. Michael Elgin. <laughs> Michael Elgin. <laughs> to me, to me, I guess what my only point is, it feels like some take Adam Cole for example would do much better in that spot, whereas I see belongs. Claudio Castagnoli as like the always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Mm-hmm. Actually memorable in the ring, even against fucking Jake Hager. That would be interesting to me at, at 42 years old to be in the title picture here, the real title picture. I want so him to I, just make. I, do I want him to that. make Ring of Honor developmental. That's what I want him to do with it. But they don't have send a location fuck, to do it. Good. Send, send fucking. Uh, send fucking. Uh, what's his name down there? Elgin. <laughs> Adam Cole, yeah. like you just said. Fuck him, man. He belongs down there. He's great for NXT and Ring of Honor. Okay. Perfect for it. All right. Final thoughts on it, Brandon. 
No, I'm good, man. July, what is it, 19th? We can only get through so many of these weeks. We're go- we'll get somewhere soon. No, no more rampage for us. Chris, final thoughts? I got some final thoughts that are non-AEW uh, related. If you guys want to just quick discuss them, we'll run through them. Go ahead. Yeah, a couple things I noticed. So number one, uh, Sunday nights, they, A&E, I believe it is, is airing biographies on WWE biographies. Yeah, I saw it. Whatever. I we've, seen, I we've seen them all a million fucking times. You know, you've seen it. But my wife will watch them. She enjoys them. So we put them on. Um, last last Sunday, two days ago, whatever it was, Bill Goldberg. Okay. Yeah, I saw that. Okay. Now, this is more an indictment of the wrestling community that we make all the time. And what made me, I don't really, never really, I was on the Goldberg train when he was in WCW, but I was quickly off it. Whatever. Okay. Bill Goldberg, not a wrestler, football player, says it personally. What didn't watch it as a kid, saw it as a way to make money. Uh, after my football career ended, I am not a pro wrestler. I am a football player playing pro wrestler. Okay, I'm not used to this. He wrestles Brock Lesnar in what they consider one of the worst WrestleMania matches of all time. I don't even know if the match is any good. I don't even know if I ever even really watched it. I, I do watched. know that the crowd that the crowd was fucking horrible because they all knew that um, Brock. Both of them were leaving. Yeah. So it didn't matter. Stone Cold was the ref. I mean, you got Brock, you got Goldberg, and you got Stone Cold in the ring at the same time. I don't know why you wouldn't just fucking enjoy that for what it is, especially since you're never going to see it again. You know you're never going to fucking see it again because they're fucking all leaving the next day. They show Bill Goldberg as these people are booing, and I'm giving a big credit to Goldberg because you can read his lips in the documentary. He says, screams at Brock Lesnar, fuck these pe- these fucking people, fuck them all. <laughs> and that is exactly what wrestling fans fucking deserve. I just like the complete and utter toxicity <laughs> of the fucking fan base of this thing that we love and how this fan base behaves that can't just fucking enjoy anything. I they mean, have to we move sit on here and shit on everything. So it's good. Yeah, but you know what? Listen, we don't sit here and fucking we shit. But there are a lot of things we always find the good in certain things. And if it's something that's really fucking bad, we skip it. Yeah. Also, if we right? go live, we're we in the show. We watch the show. We don't fucking try to take it over. When I'm here right. or I'm on my couch and I'm talking about or watching wrestling is when I'm like, oh, God, this is terrible. But live, I fucking enjoy it, man. It's it's the time. battle between good and evil. It's fun. Right. Um. So that I just wanted to point that out. I thought it was all, an awesome way for Goldberg to handle the fucking wrestling fucking fan base and stuff. I just scream it. The other thing I wanted to bring up, and then just give me a yes or no answer. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be all yeses, but fuck it. Conrad Thompson. What about him? Yes. Right? We talked about him. Or, talked about him earlier. He has that. He has the podcast, the original podcast with Bruce Pritchard. And one of the big things about Bruce Pritchard was that he used to do these impressions. Mm-hmm. And one of the impressions he did was Vince all the time. Right. With all the shit going on with Vince McMahon, do you, and even if it goes, we don't know how it's going to go, but if it goes really fucking bad, these people being the wrestling carnies they are, do they continue to think it's a good idea to do an impersonation of a fucking multiple time sex offender on their television show or on their podcast as they continue? Or do they might back off it? Because I think they don't stop. Yes. All right. <laughs> I don't know what answer, what answer you were looking for. You no, I was just Do they keep what, doing it? Yes, do they, they keep, keep doing, doing it. it. Yeah, keep do going. they keep doing it in bad taste? Yeah. Yes. Just fuck everybody, right? Okay. Brandon, thoughts? Yes. 100%. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. 
Real quick, I I wanted to mention this. I was going to bring it up uh, for our next episode, but uh, they uh, they carted fucking um, what's his name, the guy that slid underneath the ring, WWE. Titus. Titus O'Neil. They carted him out to say that uh, WWE. We man. The WM too. <laughs> WWE is inclusive. Cares about everybody's race, color, creed, gender. Meanwhile, while Vince is being investigated for all kinds of creepy shit. Makes me think that maybe there's some more stuff coming. And they're just trying to preempt it. <laughs> I um, I remember listening to a podcast with Batista on it. I don't remember who it was. Could have been Jericho's years ago. And he said that he he wished, this is paraphrasing, obviously, he wished that um, Titus O'Neil would recognize his own worth beyond WWE Mm -hmm. because he's such a great fucking guy. He loves being there. It means so much to him being there. This is when he got suspended and didn't get a WrestleMania paycheck that year. Right. Right? Because he shoved Vince, right? Because he grabbed Vince and told her to let told him to let his daughter go first, and Vince got pissed mm-hmm. and suspended him. And yeah, and he said, and Batista was saying that this guy, this is this guy was voted whatever whatever group of people votes these guys father of the year. Mm-hmm. I forget. This is a guy that was father of the year. He does tons of work for every, for all these different charities and all these different organizations. He's a great fucking guy, and he's above anything that they do. That's as right. a human being. And he's like a brand for listeners. He's like a brand ambassador for WWE now. Right. They continually drag him down and then drag him into these impossible fucking situations. Right. I mean, how bad is it that they sent this guy out there to do that? How bad is it that they put him out there with fucking Hulk Hogan after the rumor was? I don't know how true it was when Hulk Hogan apologized not for what he said, but for getting caught saying mm-hmm. it. And they paraded him out there dressed as a pirate during WrestleMania. Jesus fucking Christ. Good times. In WWE front of awesome. nobody. WWE's yeah. Awesome. In front of half a crowd, fucking Raymond James Stadium. Yeah. Fucking toilet bowl. Any final thoughts on that, Brandon, before we go over the AW match card for tomorrow? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. We're going over AEW. Let's get to it. Real quick. Let's just do it. Uh, Eddie Kingston versus the Painmaker, Chris Jericho, in a barbed wire everywhere. The... Uh, Jericho Appreciation Society suspended in a shark cage above the ring. Brandon thoughts. <laughs> some I, I I almost forget at this point who wants the other person's blood or there's some blood Kingston ownership wants thing the blood, that they need to pass. But Jericho now wants the blood. So we're all getting and the blood. And he's pissed about that he didn't get the blood. So we're going to get the blood. We're getting and the then blood. we get to see Matt Menard <laughs> bleed everywhere. Yeah. In a shark tank <laughs> a because shark. it's shark week. <laughs> So that's why we're doing that. I love it. I love it too. I like I'm on it. board. Now I'm excited. See, we talk shit. I'm excited for this. I hope it's a fucking disaster. Chris, what are they fighting over? The blood. It's just someone owes blood. <laughs> they are fighting over the precious blood dangling above the ring in the cage of a shark. <laughs> it's not a cage of a shark. It's a you cage up, to protect you from sharks. The is speaking. Shut up. I command you. You don't interrupt the Dracula, Jimmy. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Do not interrupt the Dracula. <laughs> the Dracula. For I have been cursed with eternal life. 
The Varsity Blondes versus that's Christian Cage. That's how much I care about that. Let me, let me just say one thing. That's great. The Painmaker is the shittiest, worst, worst thought out, dumbest, oh, most great. pathetic, fucking, sad, embarrassing fucking wrestling character I've ever seen a human being who's supposed to be in touch with the rock and roll lifestyle. Yeah, he's terrible. Fucking do. It's so disconnected and bad. Jericho is a fucking, fuck? he's a so cornball. Also, he only also, likes hair metal. Good. My uh, wife actually did something I've never seen her do before. She used the remote to pause the TV so she could look at his plugs. Yes, they're good. Good stuff. <laughs> I never said anything to her. That's one positive of this, Kate, this barbed wire everywhere match is we can get his hair caught in a barbed wire. Maybe it'll rip it all out like <laughs> Barbie hair. Well, I was going to bring this up last week, but uh, tag one for the I, what I was going to do, should have, could have, would have Hall of Fame there. Mm-hmm. Going to bite off Brock Lesnar's nose backstage. Oh, fuck, we forgot all about that. Pod. You want to talk about that? We don't have to. I got, to. Two, I got another got, thing, too. I was just like, keep going. Yeah. Go ahead. I got more Jericho. Go ahead. I stumbled on Jesse on his podcast. Jesse, you Some sure? podcast. Oh, yeah. 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 And he was calling he was out on all Jericho's podcast. And he called out all the people that went to the Capitol that traipsed the fucking Confederate flag and how he's owed an apology because he swore an oath to protect this nation from uh, from threats, both foreign and domestic. And you know what, Mr. My Wife went to the Capitol, had to say nothing. He's also a stop to steal guy, Jericho. He was big into that November of 2020. You know, say what you will about fucking Jer- uh, uh, Jesse. He's a little fucking out there. That's fine. He fucking shut that idiot. That idiot had nothing to fucking say. That's right. I love it. Good I love stuff. it. I loved it. I'll have to check that out. It actually intrigues me. Yeah. I'll send you the... Really? He didn't say shit? He just said, yeah? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's a stop and steal guy. And his wife was at the Capitol. Mm -hmm. Still haven't seen uh, it. What what was it called? 2,000 Mules. What's 2,000 Mules? That was the documentary that that like the the Indian dude, he's like an Indian guy. He was a big right wing guy. Indian from India. Okay. I believe he is, uh, but he's an American citizen, I believe, but he's from India, and he uh, did this documentary about how the election was stolen. Okay. Yeah, and nobody saw it. <laughs> nobody watched it. I mean, I'm sure two, I'm sure there all those people that were at the Capitol that haven't gone to jail yet, they all watched oh, they it. Did other than research. that. Yeah. Uh, Brody King versus Darby Allen and uh, the best friends in there with their chainsaw versus the Blackpool Combat Club, John Moxley and Wheeler Yuta. Uh, Trent Barreto on on Twitter said when he, when they announced this, he retweeted it and he said, "I'll be fine, but Chuck Taylor is going to get the shit kicked out of him." <laughs> Just really good. Trent Trent is pretty good on social media. Any thoughts on that? Get out of here. Was that one match? Brody King versus Trent Barreto versus Brody King Black versus Black Black Darby <laughs> Allen in a revenge and then match the because he Combat Club. Yes. And then we get Brett, oh. Best Friends versus the Blackpool Combat Club. Wait a minute. Revenge match because he eliminated him and revenge match because he attacked him at some clothing store and beat the shit out of him. That's I it. forgot about oh, that. Oh, it, no, it was at a, an event. It was like a meet and greet. Yeah, he attacked him. There you go. There was a lot of, yeah, I guess I, oh, that's right. Darby, Darby Allen jumped I, off I, the I, entrance ramp onto Brody King yeah. after that match. Yeah. That was pretty good. Darby Allen rules. Be nice he to does. the women, Darby. Yeah, maybe he's learning. Hopefully. He's young. Hopefully. The young guy. There you go. Final thoughts, Brandon. I'm good. Chris, final Sounds thoughts. like it's going to be a blast. <laughs> final thoughts, Chris. Let's call it a week. I got some swimming to do. Okay. We still got another episode. I mean, we got something coming. Oh, we're recording that next week. What, oh, are, you that's right. what are you talking about? All right, let's get out of here.
Thanks for joining us this week and join us here every week at Wrestling is Hard. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard Number Four Wrestling. Subscribe and follow. Tell your friends. Send us emails. Wrestling is Hard at gmail.com. Uh, questions, concerns, complaints, whatever. And for Brandon and Chris, I'm Jim, and we'll be back here next week. Mm-hmm.